Today's episode of Let Your Voice Be Heard is sponsored by HBO Films' new movie, OG, premiering this Saturday at 10 p.m. OG stars Jeffrey Wright as Lewis, who is in the final weeks of his 24-year sentence in a maximum security prison. OG takes an intimate and unflinching look at the journey of one man at the precipice of freedom. After nearly a quarter century behind bars, he must confront the impact of his actions and the challenges of re-entering society. Groundbreaking, it was filmed on location at Pendleton Correctional Facility in Indiana, and its cast includes several of the men incarcerated there. The film premiered at the 2018 Tribeca Film Festival, where Wright won the award for Best Actor in a U.S. Narrative Feature Film. Be sure to tune in to OG premiering this Saturday at 10 p.m. on HBO and streaming on HBO Now and HBO Go. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Welcome back to Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. I have missed you, beautiful people. Alyssa Meredith. Good morning. Good Hello. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. How are you guys? We're great. I mean, getting sung in like that Mm -hmm. with you is just... Bust it down, Meredith. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see you bust it down. I don't want to see you bust it down, actually. Guys, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard. It is, man. (laughs) Every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. I still say 1 1 p.m. sometimes, but that's not the case. We're only an hour long, and you can catch us every Sunday at WHCR 90.3 FM, The Voice of Harlem. If you're wondering who this is, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here on the PC 1s, 2s, 3s. And a MacBook, and you can find me on Twitter at Stan Fritz. You can find me at Instagram at Stan Fritz. You can find me on Snapchat at Dark Skin Swindle, where I just follow accounts that I shouldn't be following. So don't follow me on there. Alyssa? Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Alyssa Fuchs. I am your political and legal correspondent. Um, and um, yeah, I am happy to be back this Sunday. Uh, We have a really great show planned for you about what's going on with Michael Cohn and how uh, historical that is. Um, Also, some other really good news stories um, that we have. But um, just a little bit about me. Obviously, I am a co-host here on Let Your Voice Be Heard Radio. I'm a political activist. I am a civil rights lawyer. And I do all the fancy things. And, um, you know, I like to say important things on the radio. Um, And I guess uh, that's about it for now. Um, so I'll throw it over to you, Meredith. Good morning. Yeah, that's a tough act to follow. Uh, I have none of those degrees, and I'm basically just a person with opinions. Uh, that's here, good, though. Here to have opinions. <laughs> you say, let your voice be heard. I say, I've got a voice, and it should be heard by God. So I'm here. You can find me on Twitter if you like that kind of thing. M-E-R underscore Barnes, B-A-R-N-E-S. And I am ecstatic to be here to talk about all of the developments with Michael Cohn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I forgot about that. To tell you where to find me, you know, that's that's funny. I never, I never forget that. Where um, can we find you? I must Alyssa? be off this morning. You know, I, 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 got my stress level high because I got stuck behind a garbage truck. No. And there could be like nothing more annoying than getting stuck behind a garbage truck. And these guys are moving so slow, and it's a one-way street, and like uh. you cannot get up the block. Um, and it's like driving you crazy, and everybody's like honking, and these guys are just moving like at a uh, glacial pace. <laughs> um, and that is my fault because of course I forgot something in my house had to go back this morning and then of course got stuck behind the garbage pail 
pile, garbage truck, everything like compounds into each other. But um, anyways, it could have been worse. It could have been summer. Yeah, I know. Um, and it's and, and it could have smelled really bad. Summer is coming, you guys. Uh, the worst. <laughs> um, summer in New York City is great, but not if you get stuck behind the garbage truck. Um, but anyways, you can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Alyssa Fuchs. That's I-L-Y-S-S-A-F-U-C-H-S if you're nasty. Um, <laughs> and you can also find me on Twitter at Alyssa Fuchs or you can leave a question or a comment on the Politically Preposterous fan page. That's facebook.com slash politically preposterous. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and, and I believe we have our live stream up and running now. Yes, 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 we do. Alyssa, why do you sound like an NPR infomercial? Put some sauce in your voice, beloved. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm finally getting over a cold. And mm-hmm. so um, I uh, have a little bit of like laryngitis. I feel yeah. like I'm projecting. I'm loud enough as mm-hmm. it is. She's and got yet- a place in her in her voice. She's not some mm-hmm. middle of the uh, country, you know, know, neutered NPR voice. You, you sound way too well read right now. I need to hear the, the, <laughs> the saucy Alyssa. Listen with the spice. She's a lawyer. I mean, yes, yes, what do you yes. want me to say? Spicy Esquire. Come on, Queen. Let me Spicy get some of that. Spicy Esquire. What you know yes. about that? <laughs> there you yeah, go. You see, even when she's, what, do you, what do you know about this? <laughs> so, guys. It's all right. You had to explain to me Issa one day. I was like, I don't know if I felt comfortable saying that. <laughs> I was yes. like, that might be racist if I say it's that. It's like 16%. It's cool. But guys, Only 16% racist? Yeah. We got a big show for you guys today. We are going to be talking about the Michael Cohen hearings. He snitch snitched. He really told oh, yeah, he everybody. Did. He was giving names, addresses. <laughs> Phone numbers, yeah. dates. He was like, listen, I don't want the smoke. You you got it. You got it, kings and queens. But along <laughs> with that, guys, there's a lot of things that happened in the news this week, including we had a poll up on our Facebook fan page of on whether we should extend Black, um, Black History Month another month. The two options were yes and yes. And guess what won? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I have an idea for this, right? Because March is Women's History Month, so mm-hmm. we should just make it Black Women's History Month. Mm. Yeah. And then we should move, like, White Women's History to, like, you know, never. The re- the Every other month. <laughs> <laughs> Every other month, because, you know, that's basically what it is. The rest of the month. The rest of the month. Yeah, but I'm ex- yo, I've been gone for two weeks. Can you believe that? Uh, I mean, yeah. You're a loser. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Selena? Selena on workation. Um, Selena was like, I'm working. I'm not vacationing. And I was like, I bet you there's going to be 23,000 Instagram videos by the end of this weekend. And sure enough, I went and checked her story. You know, normally you check people's stories. There's like two, three, you know, posts. Selena's story is like 40 posts. On blast. Leave her alone. She's, she's, on, she's vacationing. She's in Las Vegas. <laughs> I mean. Come on. Like, vacation. And listen, she's, I'm not saying the alibi looks good. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's, it's Selena. I believe it's true. Uh-huh. So I'm not trying to, you know, Michael Cohen her. Um, you I hear mean, look, with her Instagram stories? Well, according to Selena, and I, I don't know exactly what happened with this, so we'll have to check back in with her, but she's supposed to be interviewing uh, Kamala Harris. Wow. And so she messages us, and she's like, do you guys have any fun ideas for questions that I should ask Kamala Harris? And we're all like, uh, what do you mean by fun? Like, <laughs> you know, don't you want to <laughs> ask her a real question? She's like, no, you know, I want it to be a little more fun and, you know, a little lighter. I don't want it to be like all like Sunday morning, meet the press. Right. Um, and Jackie was like, can you give us an example of a fun question? <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what it was that Selena wrote back, but it was like something like, what's your favorite kind of cookie or what's something? Your, what's your favorite strain of weed? <laughs> no, we need, yeah, we need to get deeper than <laughs> the cookies. I'm an indica lady. That's what it is. <laughs> indica lady? Word. That's how, that's like saying <coughs> I'm an anxious person or I'm usually a chill person. That's yes. like what you're getting into when you get into which strains of weed are really for you. Well, you know, <coughs> I don't know anything about weed. Um, I don't 
I've never done that in my life. Mm. Um, and if I did, I, I didn't inhale. No, I'm kidding. Um, but but there is a, one of my favorite moments is is a clip uh, where Selena is literally going. <laughs> We were in California, and, and I think we've played this video now, but Selena's going, this is not normal. <laughs> Alyssa's not even talking. <laughs> when Yeah, yeah no, inha- no inhalation. Exactly. But guys. But, but I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Hold your breath for this because we do have to go on a quick break. And when we come back, it'll be the news roundup. Mm, you like that transition, yeah. right? That was good. That was and good. Because it's way too professional in here, so I got to turn it up some. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard. <sighs> Woo. I'm out of shape, y'all. Oh, 90.3 FM. We gotta, we gotta go spinning. Oh, listen, man. Listen. You gonna be ready to ride 40 miles on May 5th? Yo, believe it or not, I have been doing a lot of cardio in the gym. And by cardio, I mean I walk to the gym, then I leave it. Yeah, believe it or not. Uh, I thought you were gonna say something <laughs> else, but we'll leave Marilyn out of this. <laughs> oh, Ooh. Mm. Love you, Marilyn. She's not listening, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't support me. Support. Yeah, right? <laughs> but anyways, guys, we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs and, of course, the immaculate Meredith Barnes. I Look am at in that. white. Look at that brownish red hair just flow <laughs> silkily down her back. Took white. a shower. That's right, my white oh, queen. Oh, you did that? Keep it classy. <laughs> So, guys, we have a big show ahead of us, but before we get to the main event, which is Michael Cohen channeling his inner Takashi 6ix9ine on Donald Trump and the Trump administration, we've got the news roundup, and lots of things have happened over the last week. Things that made you laugh, cry, curse, or flip a table. And if you want to talk mm-hmm. to us about those things, give us a call at 212-650-6903 or tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio. And don't forget, if you really love us, you can give us a shout out with your money on Patreon, and yes. we will post a link to our Patreon account in the comments section of the live feed um, but if you're listening on 90.3 fm then head over to let your voice be heard facebook page and you can find the link there and you should definitely give us some money because you like us and you yeah. want to give us your money yo give me some money Support if me you flipped a table this week i want to hear about it yeah <laughs> i don't care how you let me know make it a facebook comment call but if you flipped a table mm-hmm. let's hear about it if you flipped a table we might give you money no, not really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I will pay you if you flip the table. All right. Meredith is going to pay you. I, I will, 100% I will, will pay you. I will flip a table in like five minutes. Give me a second. No, sense, it's got to right? be for cause. <laughs> it's because I want money. What do you mean? <laughs> all right, guys. So what are some things that happened in the news this week? Well, my Knicks is still trash. Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies. No one cares about that. Sports. Um, oh, so Lange came out with a new album. Yes. Yeah, I heard some of it. It was good. <laughs> and she relaunched Black Planet at the same time. So you two, do you guys know what Black no, Planet is? I'm right. sorry. That's that's not the place in Virginia where the teacher hands out cotton to the black students, right? Oh, uh, God, no. oh right, that happened this week. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, so just a diversion. Don't black, do it. Black Planet is like the MySpace space anymore. Yeah, but, but she's on my top eight. Uh, you remember that song? <laughs> that was a song. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes. it oh was like God. so we get this anymore. Yeah, but, but she's on my planet. top eight. Uh, you remember that song? <laughs> that was a song. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes, it oh was like. So we get your friends, and we get my friends, Black Planet, and we could do this <laughs> every <laughs> week. Yeah. All right, back to Black Planet. Sorry, yeah, so I can't rap. I, Don't listen to me. I actually still had a Black Planet account from like 2001. Stanley, OG. BK21486. We got a hashtag Black Planet on exactly. the We <laughs> support here. BK21486, because I used to tell girls my birthday was on Valentine's Day. So I can get some extra attention. Never worked. <laughs> so I just gave up and finally told him the truth. It was the following week, the 21st. It's but so yeah. close. And I had all the pictures of me in my do-rags and not smiling. And I was like, I wonder why girls didn't date me back then. Because I looked like I would murder them. But anyways, update you the block. Were, like were, were you like shooting up MySpace or something? Y- you, hey, you never know, right? 
But um, Solange's album came out on Friday, and Friday night, um, I got home and I was like, I'm gonna listen to it. And I, um, someone contaminated my bloodstream with marijuana. It wasn't me, obviously, because I don't do that. <laughs> you and didn't inhale. It just, it oh, just. I, it sounds like swelling. prime Solange listening time. Yeah, if but I'm it, being honest. No, but like the song, the first song is a little weird because like it skips and restarts. So yeah. I thought I was high. Mm. <laughs> I mean, so maybe I, you are. I mean, so I, got, I no, no. I got. Everyone told me it's the same thing, so I got to listen to the album again <laughs> when I'm sober to make sure that I was hearing what I was hearing. So, what else is going on in the news this week? You heard BB Netanyahu got indicted for corruption. Didn't he get indicted last year for the same thing? I don't know. And then and he got the out of before. it. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, which I, I assume everyone knows, BB Netanyahu was the prime minister of Israel. But like, yeah, didn't he get indicted like last year? I don't know. He always getting indicted for corruption and then getting out of it. You know, it's like Donald Trump. He just keeps mm. dodging the bullets every single way. What did he do this time? You know, they're saying that he was corrupt, that essentially he engaged in some kind of graft, which is, uh, you know, he was bilking people for, you know, something. I, I don't know exactly the details. I just know this is not the first allegation uh, that has come out against him. There has been numerous allegations that he is corrupt. Uh, in the same way, there's been numerous allegations that Andrew Cuomo is corrupt and yet nothing ever sticks because politicians are like, well, you know, if somebody gives money to my campaign and then I meet with them and, you know, then I might do something for them. That's not really a crime because the Supreme Court said it wasn't a crime a couple of years back when Bob McDonald did it. You know, can I ask you a legal question? Yeah, sure. If somebody won't support me with money, but will support me with love for the radio show. Is that is that a bribe? No, I don't think so. I well, mean, then, it, thank you. It, <laughs> it, it depends what you're getting in return. Well, I'm getting listeners. Shanika Charles is listening to the show right now. I mean, and, and it's not illegal to bribe life. somebody unless they're like unless they're a politician. I mean, mm. I could bribe you right now with uh, chicken like and waffles, you know, or that is offensive because I would go down so easily for chicken. And waffles. I know you would because <laughs> like that's mine and your favorite brunch meal. Exactly. Because every time you and I go out together, we always get the chicken and waffles. Alyssa's uh, the easiest person to go to brunch with because like no matter where we're going, she's like, I want some chicken. <laughs> like she made us wait outside of Amy for an hour because she wanted some chicken. Like <laughs> I okay. did. No. That's not the kind of And then I life. lost my business card holder and had to go back there. And when I went business back there card holder. the second time, <laughs> I ended up getting chicken and waffles again. You see? <laughs> and I ate it for dinner, and it was really good. There we go. What else is going on? Like, a lot of things have happened in the news. R. Kelly is out of jail. And yes. And the first place he went was McDonald's. Um, really? Yeah. And then apparently a woman who owns a daycare center or a child care center was the one that bailed him out because he didn't have $100,000 to bail himself out of jail. True. Um, I mean, and uh, what else is going on? Donald Trump is in Vietnam, or he was in Vietnam, meeting with uh, oh my God. Kim Jong-un, but then that fell apart because they couldn't make the big grand deal because, you know, Donald Trump can never make any big grand deals. Everything is a lie. Everything is I a lie and a con. I love all falling apart because the original meeting in Singapore it resulted in a document that was essentially, no, you hang up. <laughs> no, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. And That's then now we got to the point where we actually got to hang up the phone mm -hmm. and nobody wants to hang up first. But like, <laughs> as soon as Trump got back to the States, North Korea was like, Donald Trump and his administration is nothing but a whole bunch of fat billionaires with billionaire culture and they're stupid and they're ugly and we don't like them. And the whole thing with uh, Otto, what is his last name? The kid who... Warmber. Yeah, he came back and was in a coma and passed away. And Wait, what? Donald Trump, this guy who was one of the hostages that they released from North Korea that Donald Trump is claiming credit for, you know, he's been out here sort of saying, I love the North Korean leader and he's such a great guy and what a great whatever. And people are like, do you remember actually that this is a person who is like 
like definitely perpetrated incredible human rights abuses. Yeah. That's all the the evidence that we have. Also, though, there's a very specific instance that happened, I don't know, 18 months ago mm-hmm. where you had these people in your State of the Union address and sort of h- holding them up as national heroes mm-hmm. and you're insulting them every day. And the fortitude of these people has been amazing to not call him out earlier. I mean, look, does that really surprise anybody? No. This is a guy who mocked a reporter for being disabled, 100%. made fun of uh, made fun of a gold star family. Like none of this really even registers on my radar anymore because Donald Trump will say one thing on Monday, will say the opposite of that on Tuesday, will say the opposite of that on Wednesday, Um, you know, and then on Thursday he'll tell us that everything was fake news and don't believe your ears and your eyes or anything that you saw the past three days before. You know, that sounds like a book I read once. I think it's called 1984. It just (laughs) reminds me, going back to what you're talking about, about, uh, you know, allegations not sticking to to politicians. It's almost like the allegations are sticking, but, you know, a legal process of proving these things and sort of um, actually bringing people to justice does take time, mm-hmm. sometimes more than 24 hours, yeah. which is about how long we've been trained to have our attention yeah. spans last. So it's not sticking or not sticking, but nobody's coming to justice because we've kind of like moved on to whatever next incredible affront he's provided to us. Well, I mean, he there's a new incredible front now, and it's not about Trump. John Kraft, who I just found out yesterday was not the founder of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. <laughs> I'm dead Although serious. Although Kraft is uh, under fire, I must say. Oh, he's on. Oh, Macaroni and Cheese. Kraft? Yeah, yeah. Well, like who well, eats box macaroni and cheese? <laughs> um, let's get back to that. Okay, <laughs> box macaroni and cheese is actually good, but that's another show. Yeah. Uh, time out. <laughs> Facebook Live. Notice the whites are defending box macaroni. No, and no, no, no. <laughs> I want to make clear. I love Go homemade. Ahead, You're telling me you don't like. Listen. I love homemade baked macaroni and cheese. Listen, my friend Danielle makes me homemade baked macaroni and cheese all the time. Shout out to Danielle. She baked watches our show. Baked macaroni and cheese. I have a baked that macaroni said, and cheese friend. I also like box macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it, I grew up with it. It was oh, what, what I ate as a kid. I mean, yeah. See, so the problem is you never had an old black lady with diabetes. Diabetes in your life because if you did, you would understand the greatness of a big man. Well, what were she you didn't tell me she had diabetes. She would have told me she had the sugar. There we go. <laughs> I said it to somebody, and my friend was like, "Wow, you're really black, Stanley." Because I didn't know it was that. I was like, "Yeah, my dad has sugar," and it was like, "Like brown sugar? No, the sugar, you know." <laughs> so yeah, that was a thing. Stanley, how, am I blacker than you today? You are never blacker than me. Look no. at this skin, beloved. <laughs> right. so, um, I was gonna say so. so um, shout out, speaking. Shout out to Jumani Williams, our new public advocate. Yes. First um, elected black leader in that position, correct? Um, no, no, black no. man, because uh, Tish, wom- Tish was First a black woman. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about the Jumani victory for many, many reasons. Um, I knew I was going to support him the day after he lost the lieutenant governor race. That's right. Um, but also, this is like really big. This is somebody with ADHD and Tourette syndrome, and he has this really beautiful um ad that we put up on our um our um, IG page, as you can see, where he talks about that and he talks about someone with Tourette syndrome came up to him and was like, "You've inspired me to want to wow. get involved in politics. I didn't want to do it before." And he talked about how when he wasn't sure if he would do this race after like losing the lieutenant governor race, he kept on going because of like that kid. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful ad, but Jermani's a really stand-up guy, uh, and I'm so excited for him. I just want to touch on that for a second. I don't know if you watched his acceptance speech when he won. First off, um, it was at Cafe Omar, which is the same place where he had to give his concession speech when he lost to Lieutenant Governor uh, race. Um, I was there when he lost yeah. because I had uh, done a lot of work on this effort teach-out campaign, and that, of course, was where the 
losers party uh, ended up being the <laughs> losers party was um, and it was like super depressing so it was really cool to see him come back to the the very same venue in Flatbush and be able to give an acceptance speech number one but the end of the speech which I do not think was planned it was completely off the cuff he mm-hmm. talked about um, himself about you know crying himself to sleep about not knowing you know or not knowing his father um, not having a being able to have a relationship with him um, and 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 he ended by saying um, that he was the public advocate and it was so moving um, and so incredible and it was just such a, a, a great moment of that night um, and of the speech and, and like I said I think it was unplanned listen man he that that was one of the best victory speeches I've seen in a long time very unplanned but one of the biggest things that he said and I want to get to the comments we have on there on our fan page too but like when he talked about listen I've been in therapy for the last three years and as black men we need to do that and I'm like, wait, what kind of victory speech is this? Like, he's not expecting the football. He's really opening up here. It was, if you didn't like him before, you couldn't have watched that speech and not love them afterwards. And we'll make sure we'll share that speech on our fan page and on our IG so you guys can check it out as well. It's definitely worth the watch. Alyssa? Um, just to give you some comments that we're getting from uh, Shaniqua Charles, she says that there was a class action lawsuit against Kraft uh, for putting Yellow 5 in their products. <laughs> um, and that <laughs> Yellow 5 is one molecule off of engine oil. I have to do some more research into that, but I would not, uh, you know, I, I, I would not disbelieve that. Um, and also says, yes, Jumani, Bronx had the top view after Brooklyn and the highest voter turned out in the special election ever Bronx stand up shout out to the Bronx and um, thank yeah. you for that because the voter turnout was super super low in that election well I, it was super low but can I just do a little, a little shameless plugging for Shaniqua and myself on um, March 5th we're going to be having a national yes. day of empathy at Foley Square from 12 to 4 so you guys should definitely join us and there will be a huge turnout for that unlike election where we had what 9% turnout? and the crazy thing is that there's going to be another primary for public advocate coming up in June because the primary has now been moved up and just remember this time because it was a special election it was nonpartisan. but the next public advocate election the general election which will be in November mm-hmm. uh, following the June primary is, um, is going to be a, a partisan election where there'll be a Republican versus a Democrat running. So um, as I think Rachel Maddow says best, watch this space. Actually, everyone's saying they're not going to run. Um, Good, because he's got a mandate. Yeah, Eric, because like, so for those of you who don't know, it was a 17-person race. Jamani Williams got 32% of the vote in a 17-person race, which is amazing. Um, You don't get, you don't see people getting 32% of the vote in a five-person race, let alone 17. But then um, Melissa Margarito, Michael Michael Blake, Eric Ulrich, the only Republican in there, have all said they are not running. Jemani is a public advocate, and we should get behind them. Yeah. And and I just want to also say... Um, Melissa Mark Viverito, she can go away now, please. Um, <laughs> because I don't put my support behind anybody that says they're running on a criminal justice platform, but yet voted less than a couple of years ago to add 36,000, sorry, 3,600 more police officers onto the streets of New York City. She's not lying. So, guys, we're going on a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to the juicy stuff, the tea, the Michael Cohen hearings. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Homie, now you smoking black and mild, smoking And we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. Did you guys hear what I was playing? That's right, Takashi 69. I figured it was appropriate to play the music of a snitch since we're going to be talking about another one, (laughs) Michael Cohen. So, guys, in case you have been living under a rock or just too busy living your life to know what's going on, like most other people, Michael Cohen, the former attorney to Donald Trump, had a public congressional hearing on February 27th, 2019, and boy, was it messy. It was a hearing of the century. 
It was yeah. a hearing of the century, <laughs> or at least until we get some more hearings that are that are messier than this one. In the hearing, he called Donald Trump a liar and said that Donald Trump was still negotiating with Russia to build a hotel there up until he was in the White House. He said Donald Trump is a cheat. He said that Donald Trump has been lying and also giving false information on his tax records, saying that something was valued lower than it was so he could pay less on his taxes and then selling it off at a higher number. He said Donald Trump is a racist and that Donald Trump always and Cav literally says racist things but particularly about black people and how black people live in slums so they could never be smart enough to vote for him. He said Donald Trump took advantage of him and during this hearing you had a combination of a couple of things. You had Republicans who were not challenging any of the bad things he said about Donald Trump but just calling him a liar and saying that his wife should know the stuff that he's doing. And on the other side, you had Democrats asking questions, including AOC, <laughs> who asked a great line of questions that we'll get to a little bit later today on this show. What did we learn? Well, we learned a couple of things. We learned that, you know, there's still some questions about what makes someone racist and what doesn't make someone mm. racist. We I can't learned, believe we have to still address that. I mean, hey, we learned that there's still such a thing as a token black person and not just at press conferences either. Also hearings. We learned that Rashida Tlaib will not take any of that nonsense and she will step up to the foolishness at any day. And we learned that Donald Trump is still not going to prison. But instead of me talking you guys ears off about all these things right here, I want us to get into this conversation to have a deep deep dive and with this deep deep dive i want to hear from you on that facebook live co- chat i want to hear from you on the numbers of the 212-650-6903s and i want to hear from you too so guys i was in albany for most of the day but i was i was in the middle of lobby visits and you would go into the offices and staffers and electives were watching this hearing everyone was watching yeah. this did you guys see it what were your reactions meredith let's start with you I did see it. I I mean, I think that there was an element of just kind of nodding along like, uh uh-huh. Yes. Is this any of this surprising? No. Um, But it was obviously a huge, like a huge thing to have somebody say, yeah, I, I did these horrible things and have been supporting this horrible person for decades. Um, I did think that the, the exchange about, uh, bringing in uh, what was her name the the woman who had been a a Trump staffer for who still is the, the oh, yeah. Lynn, Lynn Patton who's Lynn Patton. actually go ahead that that whole thing was totally absurd I, first of all Talib coming forward and saying uh, by the way this is an extremely <laughs> racist situation was absolutely correct but I was shocked that she kind of walked that back a little bit that she was like oh I didn't mean to say that you sir are being a total racist you know what by bringing this person in and and like not even allowing her to speak generally gesturing to her i thought that was very strange is there a protocol that you can't call people racist or something Uh, 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 (laughs) i have not heard of this protocol but i'm gonna hold my thoughts on that till later on in the segment because i know we're gonna we're gonna take a deeper dive into that um actually uh saturday night live which um i fell asleep (laughs) so i didn't see it last night but i did see the cold open this morning and of course they spoofed it and it was great and um and and i recommend that everybody go watch that but just getting back to my initial reactions i mean I wasn't shocked by the things that he was saying. I feel like we've heard a lot of this before. Mm-hmm. He had addressed a lot of it when he was sentenced. Um, and, you know, it, it comes as no surprise to me that Trump's a racist. I mean, this is a man that was saying that a, a judge couldn't be impartial because right. he was Mexican. And, you know, um, he said that the, that people are bringing drugs and guns and, you know, the, the dangerous brown people at the border. Um, I mean, so, and he's been blowing the dog whistle, you know, since he started running for president back in 2015, 
2016. So, so that didn't come as a shock to me, nor did the allegations that he colluded with Russia or may have colluded with Russia um, or that he knew about the WikiLeaks thing or, or any of that. Um, what I find so poignant about this moment is how Reagan-esque it is, sorry, how Nixon-esque it is, um, and, and just the historical value of this moment. And I think people underestimate that. I mean, you have somebody coming into Congress that is testifying that the president of the United States committed multiple crimes, both, um, you know, leading up to and during the presidential campaign in order to help himself get elected, but also previous to that um, in terms of his uh tax, uh, you know, and taxes and his wealth and devaluation of his assets um, in order to avoid taxation and, and numerous other fraudulent schemes that he may have engaged in. And so to me, you know, to hear somebody come and, and, and sing and air it all out and, and snitch in the way that Michael Cohn did, um, you know, was, was impressive. Um, but also, you know, the way in which the Republicans reacted was, you know, also mm. very stunning to me because, you know, I, I expect more from Republicans and I guess maybe I shouldn't. Why? Um, They're white. I mean, not just that. Uh, just like, I mean, and I don't rich. know, because I, <laughs> I look towards what happened during the Nixon era and at some point Republicans could no longer stand behind Nixon. Mm. And I keep waiting for this moment and, and this moment doesn't come. And to me, that's sort of shocking. And, and I guess maybe I shouldn't be shocked anymore. Um, and, and Stanley's shaking his head at me, uh, but, I, you know, Republicans just don't have any principles anymore. But I mean, we've known this for a while, Alyssa. We've, we've known that they've been trash. They've been trash since at least 1994. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's good of you to try and, and be like, you know, I am surprised by this. But no, you're not. We, we've seen this. These are the same people that had the half of the country thinking that Obama was a secret Muslim Kenyan who was also trying to push homosexual Sharia law on people. So if they could do that, they can do this. But I, go ahead, Meredith. Yeah. yeah, I think there's an element of just it's not necessarily that you really believe that Republicans are going to act better. It's just a hope because in a two party system, you know, these are half this is half of the political system that you're just hoping will kind of step up. But something that I've been thinking about ever since the Kavanaugh hearings is an element of the, the historical nature of what you're talking about, not only like how things keep coming up and, and history keeps repeating itself on a national level, mm -hmm. but also on a personal level that I think there were a lot of people both in that hearing uh, in Congress and also across the nation who felt a sort of a way about hearing what Kavanaugh had been alleged to have done and um, thinking back to times in their own lives when maybe something went a little too far. That girl was kind of not into it. And I could tell, but like, am I now implicated in these kinds of things? Mm. I wonder if a similar sense of, uh, you know, like affiliation is is dawning on people who are like, oh, I've also overvalued and then strategically devalued assets. Like, yeah. I mean, you know? <laughs> at the end of the day, the, the chickens are either going to come home to roost or they're not. And I and that's something we'll we'll get to towards the later part of the segment. Um, but you know, I don't know. I just I want to say that. At some point, I thought that Republicans would be better than this, and I guess I always knew that they wouldn't be, and the only person who seemed like they were going to put their country over their party was Justin Amash, who, uh, you know, I, I can agree with on certain things, and although I, I may disagree with him on many, many other issues, but, you know, that's another show, as they say. But I think the part that you're missing, Alyssa, um, through, through all like these good intentions, is that they are putting that country over party. They're putting the country of white supremacy over party. That's, that's fair. That's what it is. But I don't. I don't want to harp on the Republicans being garbage and us not knowing <laughs> that for too long. Because I do want to get to the point of Michael Cohen is a known liar. He got paid to lie for Trump for years. 
How do we know we can believe him? One of my one of my friends, um, PJ Paul Johnson, good point. he messaged me on the twenty seventh. He's like, "Yo, are we team Cohen right now, or is he capping?" <laughs> and I had, I had to like really think about that before I answered the question. Like, can you really tr- like he got paid to lie? He was he was lying his whole career. Now all of a sudden he's coming through and telling the truth, and not just snitching, but snitching, snitching, just giving full names and addresses on live television. Can can we believe him? Meredith? But it's corroborated. This is if the, if he was coming out and and saying the opposite. Then it would be, I think, much tougher to to understand. But this all checks out. Yeah. This is, I mean, we've re- we've tapped back to things in the campaign um, for Trump's election. We like this lines up with the fact that he won't release his tax returns. It lines up with everything. So uh, maybe it's confirmation bias here. And I will admit that, like, I listened with great revelry <laughs> to the hearing. But I'm the nothing is contradicting any facts that we actually have independently and, and just to, to come at it from a legal perspective because you know that's what i'm here for yes. after all right is that he as part of his deal um and his part of the sentencing deal you know one of the conditions of that is that he has to continue to cooperate and tell the truth and so there's a lot that's another reason why i'm inclined to believe him and and look i understand it from from a legal perspective if you have somebody that's a known liar and their government is going to call them as a witness and you are going to cross-examine them as a defense attorney, yeah. you are obviously going to bring up, like, isn't it true that you lied on this date? And isn't it true that you lied on this mm-hmm. date? And isn't it true that you lied on this date? And you do that to destroy somebody's credibility. This way, at the end of the trial, at least in court, you can say to the jury, um, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you've heard that on five or six occasions this person has lied, and so how do we know that he's telling the truth now? And so from that angle, I get it, but from the other angle, I feel like he already ha- he has nothing else to lose at this point. He's already going to go to prison. There's a possibility that he may get a lighter prison sentence or that he may be able to get additional good time um, or that the judge may reduce his sentence even further if he continues to cooperate and to tell the truth. And so that leads me to believe mm-hmm. that at least if he's trying to protect his family and that he wants to be able to get out of prison and, and spend time with his family, which is what he says he wants. And he, the reason he says that he decided to snitch on everybody to begin with, then that leads me to believe that he wouldn't show up to Congress and lie. Well, you know what, Chantal Harris, she says that she believes him and she says, listen, like they got receipts this time. But she also yeah. does say that lawyers do lie. And David Knapp, he says, let's just say he's confirming much well, of... He's not a lawyer anymore. He got disbarred last I week. I mean, yeah, but he was lawyer <laughs> like five minutes ago. So we got to give him some sauce for that. David Knapp says, let's just say he's com- he's commenting much of which was researched by journalists in Public Square. So he's confirming pretty much everything that we had already known. But guys, we do have to go on a quick break. When we come back, we get to talk about all the fun and racism land with John Meadows. And of course, <laughs> AOC's line of questioning. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. <laughs> Oh, that was a good party break, wasn't it? I feel so seen right now. <laughs> I really do. You be- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So- Shout out to Molly. She says, honestly, I love this song. We <laughs> love this song, too. You were talking about the other Molly. <laughs> Hi, Molly. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you were just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs and, of course, Meredith, the book mommy Barnes. And I want you guys to know we have been talking about the Michael Cohen congressional hearing and all the public mess that has been happening with that. But we went on a quick praise break where we played <laughs> Yeah, Yes, Heads Roll Roll. Let me tell you, one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite movies, Project X. I don't care what you guys say. Project X deserved an Oscar. I literally uh, I, i've never seen project no. x 
You hold on. You've never seen Project. Thank you. Oh, by the way, <laughs> our our flossy intern in the back. Oh, he saw Project X. You know why? Because he's a Google faithful it. black king right here. Faithful black kings always see the good movies. But anyways, guys, we are Project back here. Project X movie. You see? Speaking of faithful, <laughs> you know, it, were you, are you faithful when you tell Uncle Sam how much tax money you get in Onaga? All right, listen, chill, 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 chill. I ain't found my taxes yet, okay? Uh, Wait, did we inhale or not? I can't remember. I inhaled a lot, all right? Oh! So, so anyways, guys. I, I didn't inhale. I never inhale. She's a lawyer. She would never inhale. I, I, never, I don't confirm or deny doing anything illegal. I mean, the <laughs> description of Project X on the internet includes the phrase, uh, as word of the soiree's awesomeness spreads. I don't know if I can be interested in this. <laughs> so pretty much, it's a movie about these high school kids that throw a party, but it ends up being really, really good and really, 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 really big and burns down half of a San Diego suburbs. But it's a great movie. <laughs> oh, I heard of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't see that ridiculousness. I feel like it's a cross between the um, you know Fire Festival documentary and um, some high school party I went to <laughs> when I was uh, growing up. I feel like Project X is the green book for white people. So, like, you see how black mm. people hate Green Book? <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back. Sorry. I'm going to need some point-by-point point support for that argument. But <laughs> All right. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, we're back. No more jokes. Um, well, a lot more jokes. Yeah. So Mark Meadows, who is a member of Congress, um, while Michael Cohen was speaking, he brought in the um, the Housing and Urban Development um, Regional Chair, um, Lynn Patton, to the hearing. And he wanted her to just speak about how she's worked for Master Trump, and Master Trump has been so nice to her and her family, and she is happy here in the field with Master <laughs> Trump and folks. And... Um, Rep. Rashida Tlaib was very offended by this and it's kind of like let him know like, hey, it is racist to bring a person of color or a black person up front and use them as a token as proof that someone is not racist. Mark Meadows literally went through all the steps of like white <laughs> people when you call them racist. First of all, he called her racist back. Then he said he had a black friend. <laughs> and then he said he had brown children. He said, my children, my grandchildren are of color that could just mean red so <laughs> i don't i don't yeah. know what the, yeah it was just a very strange exchange but then um as meredith pointed out earlier rashida kind of backed up a little bit well, from the claim. did elijah cummings come in at that point or later i, he I don't came, remember she, she said it first then he kind of was like oh do you really mean that yeah. and i thought that was strange mark like, meadows got real spicy that's why he was like are you calling me a re- what are you saying uh yeah, yeah. Then, that we are <laughs> right i thought yeah i thought it was strange that listen i think a lot of a lot gets put back on people of color when these kinds of exchanges go wrong and i think that that's something we should be careful of here that like that was a really uh that was a, a very a lot of pressure on Rashida Tlaib and Elijah Cummings to kind of like maintain an air of like we are here in Congress and you are also being racist so I'm not trying to do that but it was a bummer that ultimately the message was no 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 I didn't mean you were being racist I meant the statement you made was racist yeah why should back off for I mean <sighs> You know, this whole thing, like, bothers me because, number one, like, you don't want to attack this woman who came down to Congress from HUD, the black woman, right? Um, because she clearly, it appears, was used as a prop in some ways. But at the same time, she says that she wasn't a prop, that she wanted to come down there, that she knew she was just going to come down there and stand around, which sort of seems weird to me because I don't know why she would agree to that. And, you know, at the same time, you want to be like, well, should we even, you know, be defending this particular woman who clearly is 
in bed with Trump. She works for HUD. She worked on the Trump campaign, you know, because, you know, like in the same, it's like, you know, do we want to give her credit for being part of the Trump apparatus? No, we don't. At the same time, we want to point out that, like, it was not right for this white dude to bring her down there. And then she just stands around and she doesn't even say anything. And mm. the whole, like, thing to me is weird because, uh, like, it, it, you know, it may, like, was any of that even necessary? I mean, like, what was the point of it if, like, it wasn't racist? So, like, to me, it was just like there was clearly some racism going on there because it's like literally Michael Cohen is testifying that Donald Trump's a racist. And then the Republicans think it's a good idea to be like, he's not racist. Look, we brought the only black person that works in this administration and we just made her stand here. And then she's like, well, no, I, I just did that because that's what I wanted to do. You know, like there's just something about the whole thing that doesn't make sense. Mary, if you want to jump in. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this goes to the the reason you're saying why did this even need to happen? I think that's because white people still don't really know what being racist is. That, right. Like if you can identify one individual person who will say that you're not racist, then that the shield will uh, cover you in glory, and that's <laughs> that's on white people. So the the fact of uh, of uh, Lynn Patton coming down is who knows? Maybe she was paid. Like I say, get your money, girl. Like whatever you got to do. But you know, it, the fact that she was invited and the fact that this was meant to be. And and a lot of people had to sign off on this. Let's not forget a lot of white people that like this is a way that we will counter these arguments is the point. And it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So I will not. I, I promise myself. I mean, I promised myself in 2017 um, that I would no longer slander black people who have problematic relationships when it comes to white people and racism. So I will not slander Linda Patton any more than I already did at the beginning Wait, of this question. Can we can we at least go after her for bad policy? No. Because <laughs> no? Like, black people suffer from racism and they have to react to it to survive. So as far as right. I'm concerned, what she's doing is like she's reacting to a racist world and doing what she needs to do to survive. Now, on to white people. So the thing about racism is that we've cons- like we've we've molded it into this thing where white people feel like unless you are like a cross eyed person who doesn't shower and has sex with their cousin and hangs up like a kkk flag on your front lawn and burn crosses on the weekends you're not a racist right so the minute they do something problematic because they've never been forced to think about it like meredith said like they don't understand what racism is they blow up and what that exchange really should have told you is that a the republican party is racist as hell but then b that people really need to take a step back and check their own biases because the fact that you thought it was okay to bring that black woman up there and then use her and take away her agency, really, yeah. and not give her a voice for someone who was blatantly asked for the death of black boys, who has defended white supremacists, who has defended neo-Nazis, tells me that you don't give a damn about black people. You just care about optics. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've been over this before here on Let Your Voice Be Heard, but it, it reminds, to, uh, you know, it, it bears repeating again, especially for our white listeners, um, because if you want to help to combat racism, it's not good enough to be woke. It is You have to be able to speak out against it and also to recognize your own internal racism that you carry, even if you don't even realize it. Um, and, and that is to say, and, and again, we've been over this, if you say racist things, you're racist. If you do racist things, you're racist. But if you do not speak up against white supremacy, you are also complicit in racism, even if you do not believe you are at, quote unquote racist yourself. And so I think it's that is the really important takeaway that we have to have here in this part of the segment. And just to get to a couple of comments, because I'm doing a Facebook um, watch yeah. party because I'm trash. Um, Amy Jones says she knew she was a prop and she was cool with it. She enjoyed being a spe- 
I can't read that other part there. But Amy, I hear you. Um, we have a lot of people who have lots of thoughts about Lynn on here. But guys, we are running out of time. I care about you too, Charlie. I love you. We we are running out of time, so I want to give folks a chance to get some closing statements. Just their final thoughts on this whole process. What should folks be taking away from this? So um, I'll start with you, Meredith. Go ahead. From the Michael Cohen hearings? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just confirmation, right? I mean, there there are people who need this information and people who don't need this information, I think. It's kind of like racism. <laughs> um, there are people who are still backing their vote, that they voted for Donald Trump and that was a vote for economics or whatever. Like, you have to take your head out of the sand and say, this was a real mistake and I'm not going to make it again. And I'm going to, in fact, fight for people who are working to counter this kind of corruption in our government. Um, and then there are people who have been saying this all along who have been like, yes, <laughs> we know. <laughs> we believe Robert Mueller. We believe, uh, you know, we believe these investigations are justified. Those people needed this information less. I think we all needed that moment with this crazy racism stuff. Yeah. I really think like that was an inadvertent moment of like, do you do this? Stop doing it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But that wasn't the point of the Michael Cohen hearing. You know, it, I think you're right. But I think in some ways it sort of was the point of the Michael Cohen hearing because, you know, putting oh. aside the economic uh, arguments, um, racism had a large and, and white supremacy and it's and the way in which it continues to be perpetuated in America had a large part in how Donald Trump was elected, yeah. along with the other Russian shenanigans and, and whatnot. So uh, in some ways, I agree with you. And I think that was um, a, a really important moment at this hearing. I think the other things that people should take away is that this is this is really a moment in history. We are seeing something that, you know, when we read about in our textbooks as kids right. about Nixon, and we thought like, oh, that's, that's such big history right now. Right. We are literally living through that kind of thing again, and, and this is a bigger moment that it seems. Um, and I think the other thing that we need to take away from this is that there's a lot we still don't know. I mean, even just going real quick, because I, I know we're wrapping up here, in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's line of questioning about who would have certain pieces of information and whether or not Donald Trump's tax returns would, you know, give us additional pieces of information has lead led us to a situation where we may actually see some congressional subpoenas going forward. Um, we may actually get to see Trump's tax returns. We may find out that aside from all the nefarious things Donald Trump's done to get elected, he has been committing multiple, you know, white collar crimes for possibly, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and, and, you know, and it remains to be seen exactly what's going to happen. That That's the biggest question. Um, what should happen is Donald Trump should resign. Um, it, it shouldn't even mm. need to get to the point where he needs to get impeached and we have to worry about whether Republicans are going to come through with that vote. Donald Trump should resign if, if it turns out that Michael Cohen is telling the truth. Um, and what do I think is going to happen? I hate to say it, but honestly, nothing. And that mm -hmm. leads me back to where I always like to end. The most important you thing you think you can be doing is paying attention, um, being engaged. And, you know, when 2020 rolls around, and, and I know we touched upon this last week, and I, I urge people to go back and listen to last week's show. We have to support the person who's going to be the Democratic nominee because